Judd and ATL coming to you from the lovely city of Atlanta, Georgia. Going out to Doug in Indiana. Doug, how's it going? I'm doing well, Reggie. Yourself? Cannot complain here at all. Uh, you know, I was... There's a lot of people who don't know who Rupert Murdoch is. And if you have watched Fox News or if you've ever um, deal with anything having to do with Fox, you ever watch The Simpsons or anything like that, which I do love, by the way. Yep. I love The Simpsons. Remember Cops and The Simpsons? And for people who don't remember Fox News, you know, this is how I know that I am older is because I can remember Fox starting. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who don't remember yeah. the start of Fox. And the start of Fox was like 21 Jump Street, Simpsons, um, Married yeah. with Children, Cops, and all that other stuff. So that stuff's running on Fox, period. And I remember just being enamored with a cartoon coming on at night. That was like, that. that's how you know you're old. Like a cartoon coming on at night. What kind of world <laughs> am I living in where this is happening? Um, so that's the kind of stuff that was happening with Fox, you know. And, I, and right. with Rupert Murdoch in particular. So Rupert Murdoch comes from from uh from Australia for people who don't know who he is. He's uh 90 mm-hmm. now, but he comes from Australia. Billionaire and I've always been a fan. I'm a fan of business people in general and I'm a really big fan of mm-hmm. worldwide international business people which he is cuz he doesn't just own Fox here. I think he also owns Sky uh Sky News in England. Yes. Uh-huh. So he's got he's that's that's pretty pretty legitimate holdings on just those two alone. Um, but he's, uh, I think he started like a, a newspaper guy or something like that, but to go from where he, where he started to where he is now is fascinating to me. And especially with the sense that here's a guy who brings Fox, the channel in, which was considered edgy to be back in the day. Um, that was considered mm-hmm. to be an edgy channel. You know, married with children was an edgy show and all that stuff. And yep. you start Fox News, which is super conservative. <laughs> it's off like the other end of the, of the spectrum, so to, so, so to speak. Um, it, it, it's not only the range, but it's the fact that you're able to become such a pivotal part of the conversation across the world when you're looking at Sky and um, Fox, just on those two alone. Um, mm-hmm. Had you ever... Had you ever heard of Rupert Murdoch before all this stuff had happened? Because I don't know that I knew him before Fox and all this stuff. And, of course, he spent like the last 20, 30 years more so being in the public consciousness, like out in front of people knowing uh, who he is. Had you ever heard of him before? No, I, I hadn't, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it was something that was new to me, a name that was new to me. Uh, but I really think that the brilliance uh, with Rupert Murdoch is the, is the sense that he was able to get out of his own way. And what I mean by that is he had an idea and he didn't try to mandate or try to do things his way. He hired really good people and got out of their way. And I think that's why Fox, not just Fox News, but Fox in general, has been very successful here in the United States is that he had an idea, but he was smart enough to get out of the way and let the right people run his organization. For sure. I mean, you got you can argue that Roger Ailes was the best hire he's ever made for 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 right. trying to run a, run a news network. And no, no matter what you think about Fox or what you think about Roger Ailes, because it, it, his career ended in, in a um, not so great fashion. Disgrace. Yeah, right. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but no matter what you think about the guy. Fox News, in my opinion, is definitely more Roger Ailes than Rupert Murdoch, if that makes sense. 
Oh, it, it, it does. I think it is all Roger Ailes. And I think Murdoch, and of course, we don't know what we don't know, right? But right. I really think he had this broad stroke of an idea of what he was looking at. I think he wanted to be the Ted Turner of CNN, but put it in a more conservative um, balance out there between the, the networks that, that's out there, CNN versus Fox News. And again, I don't think Murdoch is a conservative. I don't think he's uh, a Republican in the sense that we think of today. I think he's a savvy businessman who, who again, was there to build an empire, media empire, and was smart enough to get out of his own way and hire quality individuals like a Roger Ailes. Now, at the very end of his career, and what he did there at the end, obviously, I'm not going to defend and not too many other individuals who will uh, defend as well. Yeah, what absolutely. he did was wrong. But you take that out. He had a pretty good, he, he had a savvy, savvy business mind, but he also had a very savvy political mind. And I'll tell you that I know that he worked on, uh, uh, Roger Ailes, that is, worked on Reagan's campaign was his communication director. I wouldn't say director, but was one of his communications men, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he is the one that supposedly, some of the stories I had read, was the one that, um, uh, was it? Oh, yeah, Jimmy Carter, I'm sorry, Mondale. It was when he was running against Mondale. uh, Who just passed, uh, by the way. uh, um, Right, yeah. That's horrible. But he he just, uh, long long life, though, for for, uh, a guy who's been in in the political circles seemingly forever, for all my life. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and he had he was ahead of his time, you know, not to change subject too much, but Mondale was ahead of his time. He had the first woman on the ticket as a vice president uh, candidate. Uh, so he was way ahead of his time, I, I feel Mondale was. Uh, but in the 84 election, you remember that time where somebody asked about Reagan's age. And the story that I had read were, was that Reagan had kind of, threw out some ideas of what he wanted to say, but it was Roger Ailes that, that worked with Reagan to come up with that final, that famous line that said, I promise not to uh, use my opponent's age or inexperience against him in the uh, campaign. Brought the house and, down. And, I, I thought that, that yeah, it might have ended the there, down. to be honest. That campaign might have ended there, right. Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and even Mondale was caught laughing because everybody just knew it was such a great line. And, and that really took the, that. But just to give you an example of the stories that I have read about Roger Ailes and, and what he did. And I think that just shows how a good communicator he was himself or was able to think in those terms to connect with the audience. Well, how do you think that that because Fox has had its share of of issues over you know the the time that that Rupert owned it and doesn't step mm-hmm. in a ton he doesn't step in and I think his sons nope. are more active to be honest with you with right. uh with running mm-hmm. it than than he is himself and I don't know if that's just uh, because you just have so many companies because he does he has so many companies you right. can't literally be in charge of all these companies uh because you would never have a minute to yourself to do to do anything right. but how do you I think it takes a certain kind of person to keep your hands off, to have hands off approach. And I, I appreciate this, even if it's in sports where you have an owner that doesn't meddle with the coach or an uh, owner that doesn't meddle with the team type situation. Um, I would imagine it's gotta be kind of difficult though, right? Watching certain things happen, watching your, 
your news network be considered to be very divisive. And another thing, too, being that you were an immigrant yourself, I wonder how it sits watching some of the immigrant coverage on a news network that he that he owns, being that he's an immigrant. It's it's kind of strange to me. Yeah, but, you know, you were talking about, like, with sports, you know, like a Jerry Jones of the Cowboys or the former uh, Steinbrenner of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They, I, my, Some of the books that I have read, especially on Steinbrenner, that he got way too involved. You know, he wanted to know, you know, about if there was gum stick to the uh, parking lot, you know, <laughs> which, I, which I think was a little bit too much in the weeds uh, in, in terms of that. But to get back to what you're saying is, I, I think you're right. I think it's a special person. And I think he knew what he had in terms of an idea, say Fox News or Fox in general, and if you hire the right people, then you can walk away. And I think that's what he did, and that's what made Fox News the way it is, or what it is today. Now, I will say since he has walked away, and I say walked away meaning his sons are now taking control, I think you are starting to see a little bit of a falter or a uh, walk away from some conservatives from watching Fox News uh, as they prominently did prior to all that. And I think a lot of it has to do getting right back to the to the basics. One is, do they have the right people running the network? And number two, how much influence does the kids have? Because from what I can understand, his boys are are, are more liberal. And I think you see that a little bit with the network. And I think that's what the beauty was, in my opinion, Murdoch was all about making money. And if it meant because the right sold or the left, he was in it. Right. And and I think that's what what made a good businessman is or a a woman is knowing when to step away and go, why do I want to rock the boat if it's making me money? That's true. That's true. And I could think that if if you are a business person, that's ultimately what you're in it for. Right. Ultimately, you're in it to try to to try to turn a buck. And 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 Fox News definitely does that, does that for for Rupert. And I I wonder because, you know, what's what's strange about Fox in particular, it doesn't seem to cast a ton of a shadow, a large shadow over the rest of Fox's holdings. Like when you get into you get into the weeds with Fox business, which is pretty much uh, Fox Fox News concentrated, in my opinion. Um, Fox right. business, and sure. then with like maybe some Fox Sports, if you have like a Clay Travis somebody there who who's saying r- routinely um, things that would cater to a Fox News base. But once you get outside of that wow. universe, and you're just dealing with just 21st Century Fox, or which I I think some of that's been sold anyway um, to right. to yes. other companies, some of that's been sold off. But it, the fact that it didn't cast a a massive shadow over shows like The Simpsons, Simpsons would actually make fun of, of Fox News, which is very funny. Um, right. make fun of Fox itself, but it, it's it's funny how that doesn't cast the same shadow as Disney cast. So if you have a person, you know, Disney's a very long, a very, very massive company. It's like an octopus, so to speak. It's got right. a lot of different companies. Absolutely. You could Absolutely. say something wrong on ESPN, and you're going to be out of there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. Well, but here's 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 where I think the two different. Maybe I'm wrong here, is but you're right. Disney owns ESPN. ESPN says something controversial, uh, typically more to the right is about my experience. Mm-hmm. And then you have the backlash and you get out of there. Where I, 
but then again, they're trying to protect a brand with, with Disney. And I get that where I think with Fox people, this is just my opinion. I think Fox has done a very good job of not trying to blend the two together Mm. where I think Disney and ESPN has trying to make it one big family brand. If I can use that word family brand where Fox and, and, and the television and the news and the business and everything else, they, they've tried to keep that separate. And I, in my opinion, that's why you don't see the backlash or, or the, um, the bleeding. And the other is, I think, again, I go back to what I was uh, originally saying. They are not afraid to let people be creative. And if it means poking fun a little bit at themselves and they're going to make a dollar out of it, I think they're a little bit more willing to, to be open to that, where others are not. Right. And I think that another thing that you kind of that you're kind of getting to that, that at least what I'm picking up on is that there's two different brands, too, that we're dealing with here. Um, right. One is a, the house that the mouse built, and that's built more on right. wholesome, family friendly type situations. And Fox is always considered to be that edgy network, even when it first came out. It was considered to be right. an edgier network. No, I think you're you're spot on to where times have changed. You know, when Walt Disney was here and was running the empire, he had a very strong hold on absolutely Disney. And I think today they still do that. And I think one of the most clever things that Disney's ever done was not keep uh, some of their films constantly out in publication. So, uh, you know, they go to the vault and they unlock it. And I think that's one of the beauties that I really enjoy about Disney. It's like they almost make pinup demand uh, for for something where you're right. Fox was a little bit, mm, that's great. That's not our cup of tea. We want to push the envelope just a little bit. And I think that is, again, goes back to the genius of the balance where you've got some on the left that likes Fox because of the Simpsons and some of the other more edgy shows on TV. And then you can uh, please the right by having more of your Fox news, Fox business channel out there. And I think it was just bringing a balance, but not marrying the two together. Like some others do, which would be Disney ESPN as an example. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think too, that it's, it's, I would, it bears mentioning with Rupert Murdoch, that he did, because um, I think he owned the Post, New York Post, just to say how how far right. that goes. He owns a he owns a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, right. at, at one point, the Post did endorse Barack Obama, so it just goes to show that he mm-hmm. wasn't always. He's not. He's not. He's not as right as Fox News is. I've always felt like he is. Correct. I felt like he leans more conservative, but isn't necessarily the audience for Fox News. If that makes sense. No, I think you're you're right in, in the sense of that that I, I don't think he's far right, but I think he's more center right than he is anything else. If if I think that's kind of a, a fair Absolutely. comparison. Absolutely, that's but, how I would put him. But it, yeah, and at, but at the end of the day, he's a businessman about all making money, and if it's going to make him a few bucks, and it doesn't hurt the the company or it's not illegal. I think he's into it, and I think he's smart enough to, to – to, one of the best advice I ever got, especially when it comes to investment or with politics, is don't get emotional. 
And that is probably the best way I can describe Murdoch is he doesn't get emotional. He doesn't get tied into a lot of things like some of your other media moguls do. Right. And I'll take Ted Turner, for example. You know, when he was running CNN, he, I, I think he, he wore his feelings on his sleeves, which is fine. I got no beef with that. But then you make bad decisions sometimes. Yeah, especially when they're emotionally driven. Right, absolutely. And, and that's just how I see Murdoch is being um, – it doesn't mean he doesn't care. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have ideas. He doesn't have feelings or passions for X. But at the end of the day, I think he's wise enough to leave those emotions at the doorstep when he's walking into his office. Right, absolutely. And, and I want to kind of – since second half of the show kind of talking about his legacy in the future and we'll deal more so with like his legacy mm-hmm. right now. So what would what do you think ultimately because when I look at Rupert Murdoch this is going to be a mixed bag of perception from my perspective. It's going to be uh, a great businessman who invented a network that I mm-hmm. don't know necessarily brought to the country together from from a legacy standpoint. I think it's going to be considered sure. to be pretty divisive. Um, I, I guess I sit him somewhere in the middle. Like you're, you're kind of like a a visionary in a sense that you you own these networks across the world. It's not like you just have them in one place or even in your home country of Australia. You know, you have them all over. So you're moving the needle um, from a political standpoint. Let's think about how powerful the guy must be. Here's a guy who can right. move the needle in individual countries. Look how much Fox can move the needle here in the United States. So right. he's moving the needle like that in several different countries. Um, where would that? Right. Where does that legacy? Where would the legacy fall for you from from your perspective? I guess mine is like a not necessarily a negative legacy, but I don't know if it's all good. Either, right. No. Right. Yeah. No. I, I think well, in in today's environment, I think a lot of times uh, the media already has a negative consultation anyways because people don't trust them in terms of that <laughs> for and, sure right right or wrong on both sides you know and and i for me i would have to disagree with anybody that doesn't say that both sides doesn't try to swing it to to their side right there's, there's, there's selling going on for sure that. yeah absolutely part of me gets that it's like that's very natural and it's not something new you go back to the early you know, 1700s, 1800s, when this country was founded, the same stuff was going on because that's when you had, you know, the the Federalist Papers that was going on and this uh, paper was going against this paper and this party with this party. For sure. It's been going on for hundreds of years. We only think of it as recently because we're living in it right now. That's what we have to compare in terms of that. So um, to me... I think he was, you know, a revolutionary in the sense that he was able to bring almost like Rush Limbaugh, who passed here recently, talk radio for the conservative movement on talk radio. I think Richard Murdoch did the same for cable news. Oh, Rupert, for and, for for Kate, yeah, for yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, the same as what and, and no, hate or love Rush. That is a that is an impact right. as an in, impact in that whole industry, in my opinion. Yeah, and the left was never able to match what either one of those 
were able to do. Again, good or bad, especially with Rush on radio. So many people had tried, but they never had the following that Rush had. Well, Rush is one of the originators. You know, it's hard to beat somebody that's been doing it for as many years as Rush did it. You know, Rush did it, has been literally doing that all my life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, so, so, you know, so I say all that to say that to me, you know, with Murdoch, when he passes, he is going to be looked at somebody that, that was really a, um, a leader. Now, long term, I don't know how long that empire stays together because uh, now that his sons are kind of running Fox News, Fox Business, I don't get the same feel that they want to be more hands on than dad was. I don't even think they're in lockstep with each other, to be honest with you, Doug. I don't know if they even, the sons themselves have the same political beliefs. No, I I would agree with that. And I'm a big fan of when usually the first generation that makes the empire, it's the second generation that destroys it. That ruins it, right? (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, we can think of a few examples, but, you know, most of it, the second generation can't carry on because they they wasn't one of the creators. They wasn't one of the founders. And I think that uh, when you give birth to something like a Fox News or a Fox in general, you know, you have a lot more passion about it than somebody that wasn't there that's just being handed the empire. Does that make sense to yeah, you, Yeah, absolutely, because the founders are the founders, right? And the founders right. have that, yeah. that thing. No matter what... Jeff Bezos uh kids do no matter what right. they no matter what they do they're not going to be Jeff Bezos no matter what Bill Gates kids and it's not their kids fault it's not your it's not their fault no. yeah. but when you look at how the the monumental impact that their parents made there aren't many human beings who make that impact period so it's kind of um right. strange to think that it, it is always strange to me when people nepotism is kind of strange to me because mm-hmm. if i start a great company Am I right. thinking that the best person to run this company happened to literally come from me? Like they're literally my right. child is the best person is the best person I could get to run the company. Or am I just passing it to them because they're my child? You know, and it always seems like it's more of the yeah. latter. Like, cause if you went out and looked at everybody that you could get to run your company, how do you settle on? If it's not just a, the emotional standpoint or we're just wanting to pass on your legacy, which I get, how do you settle sure. that the best person that you can find for the job is your kid living in your house with you? Like it's your child. It's kind of strange to me. Right. And you get it. Yeah. And you get to see the, the, the good and bad, you know, you look at Rockefeller when he handed the keys over to his son, his son could not live up to his dad's status. And he had ulcers and he had all kinds of different troubles, physical troubles, because he was always being compared to his dad. And no matter what he did, he wasn't his dad. Same thing with Henry Ford in terms Absolutely. of Absolutely. Uh, something that we're seeing in today's environment would be, you know, the Trumps, you know, as soon as. That Donald was a very strange. Party, that was he, very, very strange yeah. to me. Now, I would say that, and I, I don't know, but if I, if, and I've never heard this, so it'd be a great question to, to hear. But I think that, you know, if you ask that same question to, to Donald Trump, and again, this is just me speculating. What makes you think that the three people that lived in your house or lived in your house would be the best three to kind of hand over the empire to? I could see Donald Trump being 
to the point where he goes, because I raised him, I taught him. To I right, absolutely. With the, yeah, you know, they saw from the best, you know, type of mentality. And I think for some, that could be a solid piece of advice. But I would say for the majority, no. And the only exception that I can think of that it did work to where, uh, and this is going back to the 1800s, was J.P. Morgan. His dad kind of started the, the Chase uh, empire, and it was J.P. Morgan that actually uh, took it to the next level and made what we know as Chase Bank today, mm-hmm. but also General Electric, because that was Thomas Edison Electricity, I believe, off the top of my head. Yeah, it was a, General Electric was all his companies GE. combined. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. that was orchestrated uh, by J.P. Morgan. Right. So that would be one of the few exceptions to the rules. True. True indeed. So it and can and it, it can. It's possible for for sure. And you right. do sometimes, sometimes even like you like, like with the J.P. Morgan, you do have situations where they actually pass them. So it would be interesting to see how this and, and another thing, too, with, with the kids, sometimes the kids just don't want it. And, and sometimes it passes to right. them and they sell it immediately. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, they're like, ah, I'm going to get my money and run. Right. I just want to you know? chill on my yacht all day. I don't want to run a business. So I, I can I can right. understand. I can understand that as well. Now, go into the future. Being... Yeah, go, mm-hmm. go ahead. Were you going to say finish that thought? I, I was just going to say that I, I think that uh, a lot of those uh, future generations are spoiled. I was reading a, a book some time ago, and I, I always remember this, that the, the Vanderbilts, who were uh, millionaires back in the 1800s, which would, would have been billionaire in today's terms, that they met back at, in 1979, I believe, they had a family reunion at Vanderbilt University in Tennessee, and not one of, of the family members was a, a millionaire when Strange. they uh, got back in 1970. Yeah. So it just shows that just because you have the name and you have all that money and talent, a lot of times that next second, third generation, they go through money because they don't know what it it takes to keep it. That's true indeed. They never had to love something like that. And yeah. I think that you're once you get used to sleeping on those silk sheets, man, it's it can it's hard to hard to motivate yourself it's, to actually yeah. do stuff. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And fun fact, you know Anderson Cooper's a Vanderbilt. Fun fact, I think his mom is Gloria. Oh. I want to say, uh, let me see. Yeah, Anderson Cooper is a Vanderbilt. Isn't that strange, right? I, I it is. I guess I didn't know that. That's, his that's mom is Gloria. His mom is Gloria. Gloria Vanderbilt is his mom. Ah, uh, fun fact. I, uh, that's gonna be <laughs> yeah, that's a neat little fact. Clearly, doing better than a lot of his uh, other family members. But but uh, yeah, yeah. The, fun fact for the people there. Uh, so uh, we'll end the show kind of talking about the future here uh, of and you kind of mm-hmm. hinted to it a little bit as far as like it, just selling stuff off. And I kind of want uh, that's for future generations. I kind of want to get to just with the future of um, people who are from this country having such a massive impact. And and one of the one of the more modern because, you know, Rupert Murdoch's situation has been Rupert Murdoch's situation for quite some time. He's been investing in the United States forever. Sure. Um, so. One of the situations I would go to is there was a documentary on on uh, HBO about QAnon and where they kind of felt they've they've outed who Q is. And it's this guy, I think his name is Ron Watkins, I want to say. I think it's Ron Watkins is kind of who they outed, who's the son of Jim Watkins, who they say that is the is Q. Um, what is funny about this, whether it whether he is Q or just 
just kind of facilitates the divisiveness in this country is he's not from this country. Ron Watson is actually in, uh, I think it was in an Asian country. I want to say it was the Philippines or something of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. But you're able to, if you are Q, it, like this documentary says he is, here's a guy who can look at all, the, all of the divisiveness you cause from outside of the country. You're not even having to live in it. You're just able to, to cause it. Is there a certain point where people do look at people who are from other cultures, whether it's Rupert Murdoch from Australia or, or, or Ron Watson, look at the effect that they're having in the United States and feel like there's something strange about that. Like, is I don't know if there's any way you could ever stop it because we live in a capitalist society. You know, if you that's right, just not right. that's not how we operate here. But do you ever feel like that will ever get a a deeper look at the actual net effect of how divisive? Um, both these people could be or are products of them. You know, Rupert's a little bit different because Rupert's got so many different companies. He doesn't necessarily deserve to be in the same right. sentence as Ron Watson, who's just the QAnon situation. Um, right. Do you think there's ever a chance that, that this stuff gets looked at a little bit deeper as far as the 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 meddling, you can say, in, in politics in a country that is not their home right. country? Well, here, I, is it possible? Absolutely. Obviously, it's, it's always possible. I think it's very highly unlikely and I'll tell you why for a couple of different reasons. One, didn't we try that with the in the eighties with the Japanese when they were trying to take over all of our businesses and buying things up in the eighties? And it really didn't go anywhere. And number two, and I think this is more important than than the example I just showed of, of the eighties, is at the bottom line, if people are making money, nobody really cares. Nobody does, right? It, 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 <laughs> right. I mean, as long and, and I shouldn't say nobody cares. Please don't take, you know, I hope the audience. I mean, very few do, but it's a capitalist society. I get what you're saying. Yeah. As long as people are doing it the correct way and not cheating and all that good stuff at the end of the day, do I really care? Probably not. As long as they're doing it legal and there's nothing, no funny business. I I say no, because we're making, we're making money. I'm, I'm investing in X, whatever that might be. And so at the end of the day, I say no. Uh, I don't think people care because money is being made. Right. Takes us all the way back full circle to our capitalist society, of which I am a massive fan yeah. of. I love capitalism. Me too. So, <laughs> I yeah. guess it comes all the way back. And plus, I want to be able to invest in Chinese companies. I want to invest in their companies. So it's, yeah. it's, it both, I need all these countries to get along because I don't want to have a situation right. where – it, it, especially when we were knocking down other other countries like China. China's been investing in the United States for a long time in United States companies. Absolutely. I believe that United States citizens should be able to do the exact same thing and invest in certain companies in these other countries, just like these countries have been investing in our companies. And I think, in a way, that is what Trump was trying to get at during his four years. Uh, and, and I think sometimes he got a little backlash on that because some people are like, well, they trying to can do what they want. Okay, great. I understand that. And I agree with that in principle, but at the same time, it's gotta be a two way street, you know? And, um, so yeah, let the markets decide for us. I'm a big fan of that. Let the markets decide. That's saying saying we should do a business show here one day. I love talking to business. We'll talk about business there you go. one day. We'll we'll get off the politics and we'll talk about some business here. We'll probably do that next show, to be honest with you here, Doug. I appreciate you taking Let's the time it. out to uh share share your thoughts with me here.
It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Reggie. You got it, my friend. This is Reggie ATL. Check us out. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time.